how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and storm will have vision. At times I'm on the H that Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my diction. Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 350. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I'm your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. I missed you, man. It's been a couple weeks. We, uh, I had some mouth surgery, so I'm going to try not to talk too much today, although we'll see how that goes because we all know who I am. But uh, <laughs> but we're going to talk basketball and uh, probably have a couple little NFL musings since we're right in the midst of the playoffs. But uh, generally speaking, we'll do basketball. But the most important question, because since it's been way too long, man, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I love a couple things. One, I want you to get better. Thank you. I'm glad you're, glad you're feeling better. We, we all need... Brandon's been on IR for a couple weeks. It's, it's that weird like NFL temporary IR. So it's yeah. not like you're out for the season. You're just out for like three weeks. <laughs> I wish they'd stop doing that. I want them to, that, that, I, I want them to stop doing that. Just stop it. Yeah, just stop it. saying the person's on IR. Just say he's out for three weeks. You don't need to put him on IR. And especially because this is completely off topic already. This is off the rails. Already. In our fantasy league that we have, you can drop a player if they're on IR. Right. Yep. So if someone goes on IR for three weeks in our league and you drop them and then they come back in three weeks, that's stupid. Like, just say they're not on IR. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It, it's, makes... it's, it's very annoying. It's, it's very annoying. I, I think it's just this year. I think they did that just for. So they'll still have like the IR designated for return, which could mean an eight weeks could could mean being being out for a minimum of eight weeks, I think. But I think they did uh -huh. that just for covid this year. Ah, okay. Maybe. Okay. Hopefully. Well, that's better then. <laughs> yeah, stop doing that. That's yeah. annoying. Because when they're on IR, they but... don't take up a roster spot. And I think the NFL was like, okay, we're, we're going to expand the IR rules at least three weeks, um, basically because we expect a lot of people to be out via COVID. And so we want to we be able to allow teams to ramp up their roster when they have to in an emergency. Yeah, it's it, uh, interesting that you, you, you brought that up because that's something I do want to talk about. Sure. So today we're going to talk NBA. And I have put together, we're about, what, three, four, probably about a month into the season now. About that, yeah. I think it's been enough, it's enough time to start, for us to start making some definitive judgments. I like it. <laughs> judgments I'm, that are absolutely not going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've done is I've just put together some, I don't know how many this is, nine, eight, ten, something like that, thoughts that I have, so that I've seen so far going for the season. Okay, I'm in. And I've, uh. Each one of these thoughts I've titled with the name of a movie. Oh, I love this. So it's, it's so so <laughs> it's a movie title is the heading of the section, which I think is pretty great. I enjoyed this. I love no that. one else I'm listening may no, may I'm enjoy this, this, but I did. You found the uh, right audience for this. Yeah, it's like Brandon will enjoy this. Yes. Brandon knows he knows all these movies. Brandon would probably have better movie titles for the section. No, than me, no, because Brandon's no. better at this than me. <laughs> uh, but you brought up the um, the NFL season with COVID. The first one on my list that I want to talk about is Outbreak, the movie Outbreak. <laughs> the NBA is not handling COVID well right now, Brandon. <laughs> no, you know, it, and it's funny because the NFL didn't early on, right? And then they yeah. decided they just didn't care about it anymore, and that's, then it's been a little smoother. <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. So this is the this is the thing I wanted to say. Is the NBA not handling COVID well, or are they just pretending they care too much? I think because I feel like they care too much. Yeah, it's it, they're. I feel they're like we're gonna get to this. the. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna get to a very similar point where we did with the NFL, where it was yeah, guys are still testing positive and they're just not canceling games anymore. Yeah. The NBA is postponing games left and right right now, and the reason it seems like so much more is because the NBA plays so many more games. NFL plays once a week, yeah. right? So it's, it's a lot easier to just cancel that one game this week, pick it up next week. The NBA plays like three times a week. So if, you, <laughs> if you're, if you're going to cancel if the, the Celtics or whoever, I think it was the Celtics had like six healthy players at one point. Or six players that either hadn't tested positive or who weren't like isolated because of contract tra- contact tracing. If you're going to start doing that, like those games are going to add up quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we're, we're, they've already postponed like three games. I think they're playing today. Kemba's back today, by the way. Oh, good. But I good think for they're, Kemba. They're playing. They're uh. They're playing today. I think we're gonna get to the point where it's not that they're gonna. It's gonna get better for the league. They're just gonna stop caring as much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think so too. I think that's what they'll do. They'll just be like, look, we can't keep postponing games. Um. <laughs> You got to bring up your practice squad. We got to add a two-way player. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they're adding, they added a roster spot. They added yeah. an extra two-way player, I think. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then they had these new restrictions that came out, which I thought was very fun. Uh, players are no longer to have guests in their rooms when they're on the road. Just, just, just an incredible rule. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hmm, I wonder what that really... I don't think their moms are not on the road with them, are they? It's probably their moms. It's probably their moms. Definitely their moms. Definitely their moms. Yeah. Probably their moms. By the way, I respect the, the um, men and women out there who are, uh, during a pandemic, still trying to make sure that they hook up with NBA players when they come to town. Oh, I listen. just... Listen, I, I respect that game. <laughs> it's it's important. It's important. This is, this is fair. And you know what, Brandon? I'm not gonna let you do this. If you were, if you're 22 years old, yeah, and some smoking hot swimmer came to town and called you up and said, "Hey, I'm in a hotel room." Uh-huh. You're not going. Of course you're going. I like. I of like, course you are. I like how you went swimmer with me. Like, is that the vibe yeah, that I? Yeah. That I is that the vibe that I went off? That well, I'm, I'm I've just, got a thing well, for swimmers. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Let's back out of this conversation really quickly because <laughs> this this could go left really no, fast, and I no, don't want it to go. There's no judgment there. I have nothing problem with swimmer. I would absolutely meet well, up with you, a swimmer. In my power lifter. Is yeah. that your thing? Some power lifter. <laughs> No problem there. I just, I find it interesting that you chose such an obscure sport for me. I just, I like that. Tennis. What are you into? Tennis? Gymnast? <laughs> Whatever you're into, buddy. All of them. All the sports. Give me all the sports. Give me, give me WNBA. Give me uh, women's soccer. <laughs> Doesn't matter. All of it. Chess. Give me chess. I just oh, watch. I chess, just. Yeah. I just watched the Queen's Gambit. Now I know gorgeous young women play chess. So yeah, it's, is uh, that is that is that movie? It's a movie or a show? It's a limited series on Netflix, and it's fantastic. It's about chess. 
Yeah, it's 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 not a okay. romp. Like you don't watch it going, "Ooh, what a feel good show," right? But it's but it's really good. It's really Anya Taylor Joy is fantastic th- in it. It's just yeah, really I thought it was. I thought it was one of those ones that's kind of like a like a metaphor. I didn't think it was literally about chess. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's about well, I mean, it's about the woman who plays chess. So like, you're of not gonna, you're not really yeah. gonna learn anything about chess watching okay. it, right? So, <laughs> but it's centered around her chess career. Um, my point was, I'm not I'm not gonna get too hard on these uh, 22 year old millionaires for oh, being irresponsible. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I just, I yeah, I, I'm not. I, I no judgment coming from me. I. <laughs> I'm just I'm not, not gonna kill him for it. If I was in my Although, early, if I was in my early twenties yeah. right now, I would have found, I probably would have had COVID four times. Somehow. I would have definitely like, had COVID by now. Yeah. So I you know, it sucks <laughs> and I, I, I would like everyone to be responsible, but I can't be hypocritical and say that I would have been when I was in my early twenties because I was wildly I mean, irresponsible in my early twenties. I was in, yeah, if I was in college, I definitely would have been out and at the parties and all of of course you would have been. Like, yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have said something stupid too, like, well, whiskey kills it, so it's fine. Yeah. Or Yeah. And I would have believed it. <laughs> That's fine. Scotch. Scotch will clear it up. It's Scotch fine. will clear it up. We're good. <laughs> um Yeah, so that's the, the, the elephant in the room is are we gonna finish this season? And I think we absolutely definitely are. If the NFL taught us anything. We're definitely finishing this season. Yeah, money rules. Um, un- un- unless someone gets seriously, seriously sick, I think we're definitely finishing the season. Yep. yep. Um, number two on my list, the second movie, uh, Trading Places. Oh. James, James Harden is no longer a Houston Rocket, Brandon. That's right. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, was, this, was not, this wasn't on my list when I made this list up last week, but now it's, it's got to be on the list. James yeah. Harden is a net. Uh, we knew we knew this was coming, or we knew something was coming. Mm-hmm. We we knew that there was no way that Harden was going to be on that team by the end of the season. He had made it abundantly clear he didn't want to be there, mm-hmm. and he made it clear he wanted to be a net. And sadly enough, in the way the NBA works now, if you have a superstar who has all the leverage, if he says he wants to go somewhere, that's ultimately where he's going to end up. It's just yeah, it, 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 it I just hate is. That. It just, it, you know, you can say, you know, like if you're the New Orleans Pelicans and you're like, well, yeah, it makes so much more sense if you send him to Boston or, you know, you can get Jason Tatum maybe for him and talk about Anthony Davis. Like, no, that was if he wanted to go to the Lakers. It was always going to be the Lakers because these guys have all the leverage. Yep. Right. Like these teams are not going to give away their farm for these guys. Like think of what, what, what Brooklyn gave up. They gave up like four picks, four they gave pick up, swaps. Yeah, they gave up four <laughs> pick swaps and three pick and three firsts. Three picks, so, three picks, three picks. Yeah, because um, one of the picks came from Indiana, uh, along with Jared Allen, Torian Prince, and Karis LeVert, um, Ed Rodion yeah. Furyk. I mean, those are those are all assets. Yeah, like that's a lot. No team is doing that. Yeah, if they don't think James Harden is going to be happy when he gets there, no yeah. team's doing that. Yeah, I, that's an insane amount to give up for anyone, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I hate it. I, you know, I, I have a little more empathy for like the Anthony Davis situation because he was within the first seven years of his of his career, and the NBA contracts are very much structured to where you really don't have very much control over where you play those first seven years. But mm-hmm. once you get past that, you 
and hit unrestricted free agency and I mean, you can you can sign wherever you want. And when you sign yeah. one of the biggest deals in basketball to be somewhere, I just I feel like we would crap on ownership for trying to get out of that deal. I, I feel like we should crap on Harden for trying to get out of that deal. <laughs> Did we, I mean? we all we all collectively crapped on the Clippers whenever they signed uh, Blake Griffin yeah. to that big contract, yeah. called him future of the Clippers, going to be retire a Clipper and then like six months later, send him to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks that they do that. And I get that that's the business. It's the business. I understand it. But at yeah. the same time, it's like, I, I, this is the thing. Like, I remember I texted you yesterday about Bradley Beal. Yeah. And I was, I was saying, um, you know, Washington's not good. We're going to talk. Washington's something I want to talk about later. But Washington's not good. Bradley Beal's a really good player. Why aren't. Why isn't he making them better? <laughs> right? And it's like, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying this to crap on Bradley Beal. I, I'm seriously not. I, I, I said this exact same thing about Kimba when Kimba was in Charlotte. Everyone's talking about how Kimba deserves to be on a good team. I was like, well, why is the team not better with him? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like, it has to be on him to some degree, right? It's not all his fault, obviously. But... It's the same like with Harden. They keep saying Harden, the team's Harden has been on never won a title. I was like, eh, is there a reason for that? I mean, I'm just saying, like, at some point, <laughs> at some point, the conversation has to be on him, right? At least a little bit. <laughs> so the, the thing it with can't Harden be everyone too, else's fault all the time. Yeah, the thing with Harden, too, is Harden always played, or... Not always. He's had good playoff games, but generally Harden actually plays badly in the playoffs, too. So it's not just this like it's not just this like pie in the sky. His teams haven't done well in the playoffs. It's you watch him and he specifically has played poorly in the playoffs. Um, Same with uh, same with somebody like Eric Bledsoe, right? Like like Eric Bledsoe has notoriously played poorly in the playoffs. And so it's that's kind of where the narrative comes from. Uh, we'll get to Bradley Beal. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know basketball well enough to understand why Bradley Beal isn't elevating this team to more wins over the past couple of years than he is. Uh, I mean, obviously, supporting cast is a factor. Maybe coaching obviously. is a problem. I don't know. But I, I yep. don't know enough about basketball to understand it because he looks phenomenal to me. But that's the, that, that. That's the 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 point though is that like I feel like play. I feel like the media and fans in general give certain players a pass whenever oh, yeah. that whenever that player isn't where they want them to be like if you know what i mean like if bradley bill was a nick i feel like the conversation about bradley bill would be different yeah but he's wasting away he's wasting away quote unquote wasting away on this washington team that's not any good it's like yeah but wouldn't it be better if he was a clipper or if he was like like i just don't understand like what would change about bradley bill if he was somewhere else other than the, the, the team around him would be better. But, the, but what does that say about him? Does that say he's not the guy? Because Kemba goes to, to, to Boston, he's like the third option on that team now. Yeah. It's like, well, what does that say about Kemba? <laughs> yeah. He, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's definitely not considered uh, as highly as he was in Charlotte because he's not the guy on the team, you know? Yeah, right. And when he was the guy, the team sucked. Yeah. 
Nah, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, look, I love Kemba. I'm, this is not a crap on Kemba session. I'm just saying the team sucked when he was the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I say all that to say I hate James Harden and, and the Nets, and I hope they don't win the title. Yeah. Now anyway. that now that trade that trade, I just want to ask you real quick. So, um, they got Karis Levert, and then immediately as part expanded oh, the yes. trade. To, to to send Levert to the Pacers and get Oladipo in a vacuum. Yes. Do you want Karis Levert or Victor Oladipo? I just want to ask you. Karis that. Levert. Right. 100% Karis Levert. Right? 10 times out of 10, Karis okay, Levert. Okay, good. I'm not crazy then. I was because I saw there's some uh, Rockets people on Twitter who I love who are awesome. And uh, Britt Robatista is awesome. And then um, uh, some all everyone she works with over there uh, is great. Um, and... They all seem to really like Oladipo over Levert, and I, I, was, I thought maybe I was crazy, so I'm glad, I'm glad no, you agree. <laughs> I would rather have Karis Levert. Mm-hmm. But I get, I, get, I get why you want Oladipo now. Like they, I guess they see a window. Well, I mean, that team's not bad. Yeah. John Wall's been good. Yeah. Christian J- Wood. I would, but if it was me, I would rather just go the opposite way and just say, give me Christian Wood and Karis Levert, let's go. Yeah, right? That's kind of what Trisha I would, would think. Christian Wood, Karis LeVert, all these picks, and we'll just eat John Wall's contract until it's done, and, we'll just, and then let's just build. That would have been my, my approach. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really get it. And then you look at it the other way, too. Uh, you know, Oladipo, isn't he a free agent after this year? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they were thinking about. I think he is a free agent after this year. Okay. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Just, just get that contract off the books. Because they're rebuilding anyway. Maybe that's it. But Levert, you know, sixteen million this year, seventeen next, yeah, eighteen the year after. That's a good contract. That's bone cheap for a guy like him. Yeah, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it from money, from a talent, from a, a team building. I don't. I don't get it from any direction at all. But I would. Um, yeah, I'm with you 100. percent I would have much rather just yeah. kept Levert. I will say theoretically, the fit with wall is better with Oladipo. Although I yeah. look at Oladipo where he, where he's thrived has been when he's pretty much been the de facto point guard. And then he struggled yep. whenever he plays next to a point guard. Right. So yeah, a hundred percent true. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put, put him next to this ball dominant John wall. Great. Yeah. I apparently have a lot of opinions <laughs> about uh, Victor Oladipo versus Karis Levert. I, I also love Karis yeah. Levert. So <laughs> I, did, I, I thought when I saw that part of the trade, I was like, oh, like, oh, Indiana won the whole trade. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> they, like, they got rid of unhappy Victor Oladipo and got Karis Levert. <laughs> yeah. C- Cleveland came out really well, too, uh, out of that deal. They traded a first for Torian Prince and Jared Allen. That's a that's a good move. Yeah. So. Yeah. Love that for them, too. Yeah, those are the types of players they need too. Like they don't need another first round pick. They need they no. need some some veterans well, in there that'll gel well with the rest of their team. Actually, they probably they probably actually do need another first round pick. I feel like they're one guy away. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe maybe if they just like got somebody different instead of Darius Garland, maybe I'd be happy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what they need is to redo the Darius Garland pick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, third on my list, third movie. I want to talk about uh, the Magnificent Seven. Uh, I like that movie. I never saw the original, but I like the one with Denzel Washington. Good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, these are the contenders. So, oh, oh no, I should do this. No, I want to. No, let's do this movie. Let's do this section next. First, let's do this section first. Uh, this movie is Speed Two to 
Speed 2, the sequel, Cruise Control. <laughs> this is about the Los Angeles Lakers. This is the sequel to their championship season, and they are on absolute cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> I love fifth, it. Fifth in offensive efficiency, first in defensive efficiency. LeBron is playing 30 minutes a night. AD is just completely coasting. Everyone on the team, they're, they're getting good minutes out of Schroeder. Harrell's playing good. Kuzma. Gasol probably looks like he's kind of done, honestly. But they're just cruising, man. Yeah, they're Taylor just, Horton just absolutely cruising. is the new Yeah, that kid. Thing. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> THT, which is a great nickname. I love it. The Lakers always, pl- always find that one guy who plays a little better than everyone thought, and then he becomes a thing. Yeah. Last year it was Caruso. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> they always find that guy. Yeah, the Lakers are the team to beat. And <laughs> it's, it's weird to even, like, think about, like, like if, they could just, if they could keep LeBron healthy. LeBron's been just, like, unrealistically healthy his entire career. And it's, it's like, if it's they ridiculous. could just... Yeah, he takes really good care of himself, and he's built like a freaking transformer. So I mean, like. yeah, uh, but but it's it's amazing regardless. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. You can't even. And it's it's crazy that like in, he's played eighteen years, and he's never just like come down on someone's ankle and twisted an ankle and yeah. missed half a season, or never had a stress fracture. Like he jumps on his legs a lot. Like it's just it's incredible. It's, That's it's maybe. The craziest part of his career. It's unbelievable, which is why this movie is, is perfect, because someone else who's invulnerable and amazing is Sandra Bullock. And so LeBron James yeah. is definitely the Sandra Bullock of the league. And, 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 I mean the, that, and I mean that in the most affectionate way possible. And so this is a perfect. The one thing I hesitated to pick this movie for them because Speed 2 was an absolute terrible movie. It was awful. Whereas <laughs> Speed 1 is a classic. Yeah. Right. Speed 1 is perfect. So, and Speed 2 is terrible, but I was like, but it just fits. It's the sequel. Yeah. They're absolutely just cruising out of that, which leads into what my next, my, I will, my other one was. I will say it is the sequel no one's excited about. So, I think it fits. <laughs> no one's excited to watch them coast to another $150 yeah. million dollars at the. No, at the uh, <laughs> no one outside of LA is happy about this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, which leads into the next section, which was the Magnificent Seven. These are the seven teams that I think, the only seven teams I think you can even make a remote argument for that are, are contenders. Oh, I like it. Nice name. I like it. Uh, three teams that I think are actual contenders that I, that I think legitimately have a shot to win the title. Okay. That's the Clippers, the Nets, and the Sixers. Okay. Those are the only three teams I think you could even make an argument that, make, that, that have a realistic argument. Not the Bucks, the, the, huh? No, the Bucks I've got in the second category. Okay. And this is four teams that I think you could make an argument that these teams could win the title, but I don't think, I just don't think they're good enough. Okay. And that's the Celtics, the Bucks, the Pacers. Yes, I'm Ooh. putting the Pacers in there. That Pacers team is good. Yeah. I know no one watches Indiana, but that team's good. Yeah, they're, they're really good. <laughs> um. And I'm going to put the Phoenix Suns in there, man. Listen. Yeah. yeah. Listen. I know. Yeah. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I've got another category where we're going to talk a lot about it. But <laughs> they're good. 
they just do that team. Mikael Bridges is playing really well. He's been so and that's good. that and that's a wild card that on a team that's gonna make a run. Now, are they gonna win the title? Probably not. They're probably not gonna win the title. Mm-hmm. But, but Br- Chris Paul, I think it's I think it's interesting. It's it's kind of it's not underrated at this point, but kind of underrated the effect that Chris Paul has on a team. Like because I don't think we see this Mikael Bridges without Chris Paul. Maybe not, yeah. Uh, although, I mean, he, he showed a bit of it last he's, year. But. Yeah, he's been good. This is not to say he's not been good before, but he's been, this is the best I've ever seen him look. Yeah. That team, I know, I get it. I get it. And I, you know what? And I fault me for doing this. Because <laughs> we, we told ourselves before the season we weren't going to get sucked in by the Suns. Chris Paul's yeah, playing, here I am. Yeah, Chris Paul's playing 31 minutes a night. I just don't think that's sustainable, but that's okay. It's probably not. It's probably not. It's probably definitely not. Especially he's like 34, 35. Probably definitely not sustainable. I am surprised Cameron Johnson looks like a thing. I thought he was going to be a bust when they took him. and he's, He looks like a thing. Um, but yeah, you're right. Mikhail Bridges and, and Dario Saric are, are big parts of that team, even though um, Saric only plays 18 minutes a night. But he, uh, you know, those those two add so much on both ends of the court. It really allows Devin Booker to freelance the way he likes to do, um, especially Bridges yeah. being being there for him. But yeah, they're fun to watch. I just there's just something that would put me in the next tier. It would put I'd have them in the next tier. It's just something something about them. I don't know what it is. Hey, I needed seven. I needed the title to work. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Jazz, huh? Not a Jazz guy. No, no, I, no. Um, <laughs> no not at all um I, the the one team that i will say that i that celtics team the celtics we'll see what they look like with kemba that celtics team is also very good yeah yeah J- jason tatum's playing out of his mind out of so yeah so is uh, Jalen uh, brown yeah Jalen brown Jalen brown too man he's just completely he, he, out of his mind he went from phenomenal glue guy to just phenomenal <laughs> yeah yeah to like maybe they weren't crazy for not trading him yeah i will say um, I, I i i my guy peyton pritchard that i liked going into the draft has played well for them wait so. a minute sit on it we aren't there yet we're, oh there's oh you thought we were gonna get out of this without a lot of peyton pritchard talk oh you were wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right magnificent seven i love it i love it um so the next section, next next category. This is the enough, which is honestly one of my favorite movies to just watch. I it's love a good that movie. movie. It's a good movie. Lots of good montages. Was, en- yeah, enough Steph Curry slander. Yeah, I enough. think that's fair. Yeah, I've had enough of the Steph Curry slander. Steph Curry is a two-time MVP. Steph Curry is a three-time NBA champion. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter in the history of the league. Steph Curry influenced an entire generation of basketball players into taking terrible 35-foot fallaway threes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I, I'm, I, I don't want to hear any more Steph Curry slander. I'm tired of everyone talking about he's never carried a team. Like, it, what do you mean? He, he carried the franchise for the past 10 years. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what do you mean he's never carried a team? 
He's an icon in the city of Oakland now. Yeah. Also, <laughs> how many players carried a team? I'm just saying. None. I, I you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't like. It's a it dumb goes, thing to say. Yeah, it goes back to what you said earlier. Um, when you were talking about how some players just get media hate and some players get media love and it doesn't make any sense necessarily. I, I just, the only two times I can think of where a player has drug a team to success is the first Cavs finals yeah. that, that the, that LeBron lost and Allen Iverson yeah. Sixers. That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. just, everyone, I think you could also Everyone else had, you know, had somebody else You know I feel like you could make the argument that Kawhi drugged that Raptors team to a title <laughs> Kinda but but Siakam had like a Didn't he win most improved yeah. player that year Like he yeah, was this great This isn't to say that that team wasn't good But it, it is to say that that team without Kawhi Was what losing in the first round every year Yeah And, and then but, you added Kawhi to that team And then they won a title yeah. I don't think that's carrying a team But, but I think that that's Makes a, he obviously was the difference. Yeah, but this Warriors team without Curry, they're six and six right now. This Warriors team would be the worst team in the league without Curry. And they're like, fi- and I don't understand what what people want from him. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> like like what is you want him to carry them to the finals? Well, that's not happening. Yeah, he like, needs that, more. Like you need you need more good players. Like well. <laughs> E- even LeBron, Le- carried, even LeBron needed good players next to him um, most years. LeBron <laughs> winning, taking that Cavs team to the finals and AI carrying that uh, Sixers team to the finals. Those are the exceptions. Those yeah. are not the rule. Yeah. Those, those don't, that does not happen very often. Uh, Dwight Howard carrying that terrible uh, Magic team to yeah. the finals. Yeah, that, that was impressive. That was admittedly very impressive <laughs> that season. I forgot about that. Second best player on that team was Rashard Lewis, maybe? Yeah. Turkaloo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who was the Jameer Nelson had some pretty good years. Jameer Nelson. But... I think there was, was there some Chris Duhon on that team? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That team was awful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough. I'm really tired of everyone talking about stuff. It's really yeah. annoying. And how, come nobody, and I'm not how even... come nobody says that about Paul Pierce? Oh, listen. Okay. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm it. just saying. I love Paul Pierce. I wouldn't say that about Paul Pierce, but Paul Pierce didn't didn't take Boston to any new heights until they got Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. Like, uh, how come Paul nobody Pierce. says Paul Pierce can't carry a team? <laughs> Paul Pierce is uh, the chairman of the um, the Chauncey Billups fan, cl- uh, Chauncey Billups All Stars. Oh, it was like that guy who had a a, a really a pretty good de- a decent career, had a good career. But won one title and completely changed the way people think about them. Oh, interesting. Okay. If Paul Pierce, if Paul Pierce doesn't win that title, Paul Pierce is weird, is remembered entirely differently. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I. You know, I'll I'll admit I wasn't watching a lot of basketball for Paul Pierce's heyday before that title. Like I I kind of fell off in the military and uh, then didn't get too far back in until Brandon Roy was drafted. So. Hang on to this. Hang on to this. Paul Pierce thought. Okay. Okay. Next cap. Next uh, category or the next section I've got is called Unforgiven. <laughs> this is. These are three players that I owe an apology to. Oh, nice. That would definitely not. That would definitely not forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the number one person on that list, you just talking about Paul Pierce? Number one person on this list is Zach Levine. Paul yeah. Pierce is Zach Levine. <laughs> That's who Paul Pierce is. If Zach, if Zach Levine, if, if the Bulls were to trade for like two players and then win a title, I guarantee you the narrative switches on Zach Levine the same way it did on Paul Pierce. Oh, I bet you're right. Paul yeah. Pierce. <laughs> Paul Pierce had, I think they had like one or two good runs in the early 2000s when they had Antoine Walker. And they made, they won, maybe they made like a, a conference finals once or something like that. Yeah. But outside of that, Paul, those Celtics teams with Paul Pierce did nothing. Yeah. They were terrible. <laughs> like for, for like five years, they were terrible. <laughs> they, started, they started looking a little better. They drafted Al Jefferson. They started looking a little bit better. And then they promptly traded Al Jefferson for Kevin Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah first person on my list zach levine zach levine looks good I, I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna come on here i'm not gonna do my zach levine thing he looks nice. really good this year nice. he's having the best year of his career uh the team's not winning a ton of games but that's all right zach levine looks good how i'm gonna give him only, his props how was he only 25 by the way i assumed he was 30 yeah <laughs> You can tell me he's like 45 years old. Feels yeah. like he's been around forever. It does. He's only 25. He's, having the, he's been good. Just flat out good. That's it. No snarky comment from me today, Zach Levine. I, Congratulations. I'm, ex- I'm excited. And, and I'm just going to say, I, I'm going to call that a win. I'm going to call it a win. That's what I'm going to do. I've been defending Zach Levine for a year. Apologies to Zach Levine. He's been really good this year. I hope he makes the All-Star team. He deserves it. That nice. team's probably not winning. What are they? They like six and six, maybe five and five, some, somewhere in there. Uh, they are oh. four and eight. <laughs> oh, never mind. Sorry, but he is averaging twenty-eight <laughs> points a game. So he's been good. Like he's just—he's legitimately had a good season. Yep. He's been, and you know, there's a that Bulls team doesn't make a ton of sense, and you know, I still think they probably should trade him. It's funny, like all the guys on this list, they probably still should trade. But like they probably still should trade him, but he's been good. He's not. I, I would say he's the reason they've been as competitive as they've been because he's been really good. Yeah, nice. I love. I look at you. Look at you. I'm growing. I'm, I'm Listen, proud of you. I am maturing. Now wait. <laughs> we get to the last guy on the list. I can't promise I'll be this mature. Um, second guy on this list, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's been really good this year. We had a really big argument about Andre Drummond. <laughs> During our previous. Uh, these are my guys. You're talking about my guys. <laughs> Andre Drummond's been really good this year. Yeah. Um, I do think that with them, with them just trading for Jared Allen, I think they definitely should trade him now. Like, be- be- yeah. beforehand, like, you could make the argument that maybe they shouldn't. But I don't know. Who's trading for, for Andre Drummond in, like, a contract season? Like, he's gone at the end of this year. Yeah, Unless they- it's someone like the Clippers, maybe. But they're not going to trade Ibaka. Like so I don't know who it would be that would move him, that would that would trade for him at this point. Yeah, the only trade is someone who's trying to clear money. Like that's the only trade, C- trying to clear money for next year. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That would who would be trying to do that? Miami? Well, no, because Miami was going after Giannis. Giannis resigned, so no, it wouldn't be Miami. And plus, yeah, Miami has Bam. They wouldn't do that. I, I would have thought. I would have thought John Wall's contract or Russell Westbrook's contract. Those are the two that I would have thought. <laughs> Ooh, no, no. Ooh, Russell Westbrook. Cleveland should do that. Cleveland should trade Drummond for Westbrook and then wave and then wave Westbrook and eat the money for the next three years. That's what they should do. 
Oof, that would be brutal. That's a no. You can't eat. That's way too much money to eat. It's like forty grand, forty million a year. Yeah, who are you? Pa- you're Cleveland. Who are you paying? You're not paying anybody for the next few years. But who cares? Still, that's if you now if you're gonna if you're gonna trade for that contract, you gotta at least keep him on the roster. I, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Just, I, you can't waive forty million dollars. Yeah, I don't want Russell Westbrook. I, yeah, I don't want him in there. Then I don't want him in there with Colin Sexton. <laughs> like I, I want, I want Colin Sexton to continue to be Colin Sexton. I don't want him learning from Russell Westbrook. Uh, Colin Sexton's been great this year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that kid. I'm excited for him. Um, last guy on my list. I got to do it. I don't want to do this. But I have to do it because he's been really good this year. Paul George. Paul George has been good. <laughs> Paul George is a really I good player. <laughs> I don't like Paul George, man. I you know, know you don't, but he's a really good player. <laughs> he's good. He's really good. And he's been really good this year. I think I've watched maybe like four, maybe four or five Clippers. I watch a lot of Clippers. And every game I'm like, God, that guy is good. If he would just <laughs> stop talking. If Paul George would just stop talking, I would yeah. like him 100% more. <laughs> yeah, he needs to stop talking, stay healthy, and play better in the playoffs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Paul George. That Clippers team, I wanted to say, that Clippers team could win the title. I think they legitimately could. I think that, you know... Serge Ibaka at this point in his career is exactly what that team needs, right? And stupid Nick Batum. I'm not going to do this. I'm not. We don't have time. We knew this would happen. We knew this would happen. But (laughs) every every time I see Nick Batum throw some crazy pass to Paul George cutting and for a layup, I just want to start throwing things out the window. I understand. I understand. Look, look, Charlotte needs to not pay French people anymore. That's what they need to do. Because this happened with Boris Or Dion, what you need to do. it's happened with Batu. The, the next time Charlotte signs a French person, every team in the league should try to trade for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, you give, you give him a year, all right? Let him, let him kind of start to get jaded. And then give him another year to let the Bojangles sink in. And then, then you trade for him. And then he'll, he'll become a nice role player on your championship roster. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it so. He's not. He's not at Boris Diaw levels for me yet, though. Yeah. Because it, he's not. Because like Batum didn't gain like forty pounds while he was in Charlotte. Like <laughs> Diaw, like just very clearly just checked out yeah. and then got traded. To, and then no, he didn't even get traded. He got waived. And then got oh yeah, Batum too. Batum just got waived too. Yeah, he just got waived and then just immediately became the player that he was at Phoenix. Just immediately. Yeah, I, I feel like Batum tried in Charlotte, though. I do. I, I feel like he got hurt, and then I feel like the team kind of progressed and passed him by. Um, yeah. I, whereas it, Dia, it's, it's I not, feel like legitimately just stopped trying. It's a couple different things. Well, the Dia situation was the team was competitive, and then the team blew it up with him, and, and he was left stuck holding the bag. Yeah. Like, he was, the, he was the guy they didn't trade. Like, they traded away. Everyone either left or they traded away. And then Dia was just left there with this terrible roster. And I get feeling jaded that way. Yeah. Right? Like, I, like I, I get where you just check out. You're just like, look, I'll just get my money for the next two years, and then I'm out of here. Batum, they signed him to pair with Kemba. Like, they signed him as the guy. Like, you're going to be yep. the guy. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the team blew. And then Kemba leaves. 
then he's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was supposed to be about Paul George, and I'm very happy that we spent most of it talking about <laughs> not Paul George. That's true. Um, it's true. I love that we have lifelong Blazer and lifelong Hornet, Nicholas Batum. Yeah. We have a couple of those. Yeah. Gerald, Isn't Gerald Henderson, a lifelong Blazer? Gerald Henderson, absolutely. Gerald, Gerald Henderson was in that Batum trade. I met Gerald Wallace, but both of them. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> Noah Vonley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, next group, the next movie. Uh, the kids are all right. You remember this movie? It I was uh, Annette Bening, Julianne Moore, and I think it was Mark Ruffalo was in that movie. And it was yeah. about, like, it was weird. And, you know... It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, but I still felt kind of weird watching it and didn't really know what was happening. That's, that's this rookie class. This rookie class is good, man. <laughs> the kids are all right. This rookie, they are. The kids are all right. <laughs> They're all right, man. Look. And, and this is the class we all hated, right? Yes. Yeah. And listen, we've got at least five guys on this tape out, out of this draft that I think either are or, or will be starting very, very shortly, right? Tyrese Halliburton has been fantastic. He has. LaMelo has been fantastic. Well, LaMelo, I can temper that because I'm a Hornets fan, but I will say he's been fantastic. <laughs> Anthony Edwards has been good. Anthony Edwards' numbers haven't looked great, but you watch him, like, he fits on an NBA team. I feel like if, he, if, if, NBA, if Anthony Edwards came out in, like, 2000, I feel like that player would be an all-star. I don't know if he is now, because he's just a little, he's just a little too, <laughs> I don't want to say that word, but he's just a little too, like, rugged, right? Like, he just, he's, he's not very, he's not very, he's more like a bull in a china shop. He just kind of doesn't really have a lot of direction when he plays. He just kind of runs into things. You know who he reminds me of? <laughs> oh. Steven Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Minus, minus the anti-Semitism, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, although, <laughs> although I'm not going to hold my breath. But I, I watch him, and he's a presence, and he's kind of big, and he plays physical. He, he also, when he gets the ball, you know, you know what's going to happen. You, you, you know, immediately <laughs> know. He, if, if he has the ball, he's going to shoot. Like, it's just... I've actually watched quite a bit of Minnesota oddly this year. So and it's and it's immediate. You can just tell yeah. it when he gets the ball. You're like, oh, he's shooting this ball. Yeah. And it's like it's it's the opposite of like Mello. Like you can tell when Mello is looking for a pass. Like Mello's never looking to shoot the ball. It's one of the things that he needs to work on. It's yeah. like Mello is always looking for the highlight pass, and you're just like, and he'll throw it. He'll throw it directly into a, a defender's face, like mm-hmm. trying like trying to get it to the right guy. Anthony Edwards <laughs> is the opposite. Anthony Edwards is like, if I get this ball in this wing, I'm shooting this. Like, y'all could just go ahead and run down the court. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the only rookies, obviously, we haven't seen on Yako Okungwe uh, yet. He's been hurt. Uh, yeah. The only rookies that I, I haven't been really thrilled with is uh, Killian Hayes. I, I haven't thought has yeah. looked good. Um, he's not. I, 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 I think that's going to turn around, but he's not looked good. Yeah. Um, and then I, I haven't been as as impressed with Anthony Edwards as I wanted to be, um, but I, I get what you're saying as well. Um, but 
There's a lot of guys. Patrick Williams looks better than I thought. Um, I didn't finish my list. I didn't finish my list. James Wiseman has looked phenomenal, I think. Yeah, he's looked good. He's looked looked great. Are you kidding me? The way that kid runs the floor, are you kidding me? James Wiseman's looked great. James Wiseman might be rookie of the year. (laughs) Yeah, all right. right. James Wiseman's great. That team's not winning a lot, but he's great. All right. uh, Patrick Williams looks fan- fantastic. I love. He Patrick looks very Williams. good. I wasn't expecting much out of him, but he's looked really good. Um, Isaac Okoro and looks like a player. Okoro looks good. He got hurt though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I think he's okay. Yeah, he's hurt. He should be back. And friggin' Peyton Pritchard, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peyton Pritchard looks like legitimately good. <laughs> yeah, and I I liked him. Do you remember? I like. He was one of the guys I liked. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Peyton Pritchard looks good. I was watching this one game was with the Celtics. I was like, like this kid's like carrying them in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, he's looked really good. <laughs> um, I did yeah. not expect the rookie class to look this good. Another kid that looks good is Emmanuel Quickly. He looks like he's going to take that job from Alfred Payton at some point. Oh, my God. Yeah, he. <laughs> All right. So how much of that is 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 Nick's? Oh, a lot. Like at least sixty percent. He looks fine. Is next, but he looks, but he looks good. I mean, for the twenty fifth pick, for the twenty fifth pick, looks, he, looks he looks pretty looks, good. He looks, he looks, he looks good. Let's relax. But he, he looks good. Let's relax. I, I wasn't saying he looks amazing. I'm saying he looks, he looks pretty good. The twenty fifth pick could earn your starting job yeah. at, at the point. Like that's a good pick. It could. That's a good pick. Sure. Yeah. It's a good pick. That's a good pick for the next. <laughs> Um, it is. I'm not being. I'm not trying to be. I'm trying to be. You are. You're crapping on Emmanuel quickly, and I'm not going to stand for it. <laughs> oh, what do you think? Of, what do you think of Josh Green? He's only played a few minutes, but I feel like he's kind of flashed for Dallas. I've not watched. I've not watched him at all. Oh, okay. I mean, he's he's barely played, but I feel like when he's been in there, he's looked like he belongs at least. Not like he's ready to be a star or anything, but he looks like he belongs. Yeah. Which is good. I've not watched him. Um, that whole team. I've just not been very impressed with in, in general. They, they're so whiny. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Dallas thing or it's if they Luka. just keep getting the guys or if it's like the European influence, oh, but they oh. just. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Dallas has always been this. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It was and the it reason we hated not, them in the they, in the mid 2000s because they just yeah. whined about everything. Yeah. And I want to like Luca. I do. I like I loved him in the draft. I want to like him. He's fun to watch, but they just whine so much. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to root for him. <laughs> Luca's awful. Lucas, he's a good player, obviously, but God, he just, he, he never whines stops on talking every, to the refs. Every time he goes down the court, he's whining. Whining about something. Charlotte's, <laughs> Charlotte's played them twice. In both games, I feel like he talked more to the refs than he did his own coach. Yeah. Like he's just constantly yelling at the refs. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you worried about Killian Hayes? Because he looks awful. Or is, or is it just youth and the Pistons stink? I think he'll be okay. I'm not, okay. I'm, I'm not panicking yet. He's not looked good. Yeah, and he's like, I, he's I, looked I, lost, especially on a team that has like the opportunity is there for him to to excel. Like they're they're that team needs anyone to take a step forward. Yeah. <laughs> like anyone, yeah. anybody, huh? Yeah, <laughs> anybody. And the fact that he hasn't, and again, it's been ten games. I'm not freaking oh, yeah. out for ten. Games. It's very early, very but, early. Um, yeah. De- your boy Denny has looked good in flashes, but he's um, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's he's looked okay. Yeah. Again, he looks he he looks like he might take a little time. I, I figured it would take a time for him to adjust. He was just in Israel like 
two months ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that That's the other thing, like with a lot of these teams, you know, they got no off season. So it's, it's interesting, None. you know, we usually see when teams have like a lot of upheaval, like even though, even like that Miami team in 2010, right. It took like a couple months for the team to gel. And now we're doing a team. Now we're doing teams that had like two weeks prior to the start of the season. So absolutely. Um, you know, so that's, that, why that's a probably th- a factor. That's why one, why I thought the rookies wouldn't look so good early. Cause they've had literally no time with the team or with the coaching staff, or yeah. with their teammates. So I thought you'd see a lot of, a lot of rust, but they've looked a lot better than I anticipated. And it's why I want Hornets fans to just pump the brakes on the LaMelo ball thing. Like he's going to start. Okay. He's going to yep. start, but just relax. I was, uh, this, uh, one of the uh, writers who covers the Hornets who I follow, a guy named Rod Boone. Rod Boone's great. Uh, Rod Boone said, you have to understand why the team is going extra slow with LaMelo. Because once you give him the keys to the car, you can't take the keys back. Yeah. Like, you, you can't start LaMelo and then send him back to the bench. Once you start him, he's your guy. Yeah. And the, the team obviously thinks he's not quite ready yet. And I agree. I don't think he's quite ready yet. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, kill, I'm not, I'm not killing, him, killing him for that. Just relax. It's been, it's been like 11 games, guys. Like, just calm down. <laughs> relax. 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 Jeez, everyone just calm down. Now, after all that, relax. Next category. Panic room. <laughs> Teams that shouldn't relax. Here are t- teams that is it panic but is it panic button time? Is it time to push the panic button? Because I think it might be for at least most of these teams. Yeah, the Washington Wizards. Is it panic y- button time? Yeah, yeah, it's panic button time. Washington looks terrible, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, Dwayne. Why are they so bad? They've got good players. I don't know. I don't know why that team's so bad. Thomas Bryant is out now. That sucks. Yeah, and Hachimura's been hurt, and Westbrook's been hurt. And I, I know all that doesn't help, but even when those guys have been in, they haven't been winning. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it looks rough. It's rough. And yeah. I don't know the way out. We just talked about Bradley Bill, and I don't think trading Bradley Bill is the answer. No, 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 no. Um, I, I don't either. I really don't. I, I honestly, if I'm Washington... I, I see this season through and then I make a switch at the coaching position and I yeah, take probably. another draft pick and add it to this core and move forward. That's what I do. Probably. I don't do anything. Crazy. That's probably that's probably what I do, too. I probably don't make I mean, that's probably the smartest, best move. Yeah. Only move, honestly, because I don't think anyone's trading for Russ at, at, at right now. Maybe in the offseason, you might get someone to bite. No, but no one's trading right now. I no. think maybe. No, I didn't think anyone would trade for him last year. It's too much money, man. It's too much money. It like, is. It's yeah, way too you much tra- money. So you trade for Russ, and you got to talk yourself into Russ being like a big piece because he's he makes so much money. Like, like So you're going to be giving up enough assets to reach $44 million, right? And then, he's, yeah. he, and then you got him for two years at that amount. So if you're trading yeah. for him after this year, you're saying we're going to give Russell Westbrook $91 million. And and that's hard, man. That's hard to stomach. Ugh. I think it's rough. It's it's definitely rough. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough, man. I I do think Washington will get better as the season progresses. I don't know if they're going to become yeah. good, but I think Hachimura is adjusting. I think he was hurt, and he's adjusting. He's clearly got a new role on the team, and I think uh, I think he's tr- still adjusting, and I think he's going to adjust and is going to be good. 
And I think Denny yeah. will continue to progress. And as those two progress, I think the team will start to win more. I agree. Not time to panic. They should relax. And the season already looks lost. So just stick with it. Make a coaching change in the offseason. Yeah. Um, the next team on my list for teams, is it time to push the panic button? They just played Charlotte twice and got two wins. So that helps a lot. The Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I, I don't know what panicking looks like for the Raptors. That's the problem, right? Um, right. Maybe Ka- move Lowry? Lowry doesn't have trade value. He should. He's a good player. But he's, you know, he's like 35, isn't he? Yeah, he's something like that. He's in his 30s at least. Yeah, he'll be 35 in March. And he just, uh, he's a really good player. But I, I don't know that you're going to get back anything that makes your team better from losing Lowry because Lowry does a lot for your team. Lowry is a really good player. Um, I think they're going to figure it out. I really do. Like Siakam started out kind of rough and I think he's going to get back to who he is. And OG Ananobi's continuing to look like he's getting better and better. I think they'll be okay. I think so too. I'm not panicking about Toronto. Um, I still expect them. You look at the standings right now. I don't expect Cleveland or Charlotte to stay in the playoffs. Charlotte's Cleveland's the seventh seed. Charlotte's the eighth seed. I don't think by the end of the season that's the way it holds. And uh, I think Miami and Toronto are both going to be... The next team on the list was Miami. Um, Miami worries me a little. And I wouldn't say it's time to panic for Miami, but I would say we said it last year, and good for them, they definitely overachieved with that run to the finals. <laughs> that's not to say i think the team's bad i don't think the team is bad but i can't figure out why they're not four and seven bad right no like they shouldn't be anyway they shouldn't be there's no real reason why they should be no one's hurt like everyone's playing and everyone seems to be playing you know you know brothers well and then you see them like in that game they played on christmas day where they just absolutely annihilated the pelicans yeah and then you see them just like these, all these games, like against Atlanta, they're just like sleepwalking through these games. And yeah, they, I don't they, know. They, that Detroit loss looked ugly, man. I mean, out of bio, terrible. Was good, but that, terrible I watched loss. that yesterday. Yeah, and it just looked, I watched parts of it yesterday. It just looked awful. <laughs> they got looked, killed. They got, they got, they've gotten killed by a, a who, who was it that beat the crap? It was the Sixers. Yeah, the Sixers beat the crap out of them. It was just, I don't know. They just At least the to Sixers kind of be going really through good. the motions. <laughs> But, but, if you're, if, but if this is a team you're talking about that should, that I'm th- saying should be a contender for the, for the conference, like, you can't be getting your teeth kicked out of you by the Sixers without Embiid. They didn't have Embiid. Yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I, 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 would, I would say it's close to panic time for Miami, but they shouldn't do anything. They should yeah, what, don't do anything. Yeah, that's another thing. What does panicking <laughs> look like for Miami, too? Because yeah. they're not getting rid of Bam or, or Hero. I suppose Butler's only played six games. I suppose that's probably a big factor. So, oh, is he hurt? I don't yeah. think I knew he was hurt. Yeah, he's, he's been in and out of the lineup, I think. But, so um, that, probably, that probably doesn't help. Yeah, Precious Sachue looks like a good player. He looks, hey, he looks good. good. I like him, too. We should have threw him in there. Yeah. We were talking about rookies. He looks good. Um... Uh, I had the Houston Rockets on my list, but we can take them off because they panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, I think they have a direction. Yeah, I think they're fine. I don't think they should have got Oladipo. I think they should have stayed with uh, Christian Wood and Karis LeVert. But at least they, they, they moved hard, which was what they had to do. Yeah. Um, 
the Denver Nuggets. Are we panicking? No, I don't think so. They're six and six. And, uh, you know, we all know Jokic takes a while to get into game shape. Like we all know that we know that that's what happens. Jamal Murray's not looked great. No, but he, he, we know that about Jamal Murray too. He's very streaky. Like he, he goes and he goes and spurts. That's the thing about Murray, right? Is that he's good for a little while, then he's not, and then he's good for a while, then he's not. So, yeah, probably not panicking. Yeah, probably I think not. it's fine. Will Barton looks good for them. Jamaco Green's playing well, so uh, off the bench. So you know, I think I think they're I think they're fine. Paul Millsap looks uh, like he's still got something left in the tank. Uh, last team on my list. We'll do it. Portland Trail Blazers. Is it panic time? <laughs> um, eight and five. The eight and five Portland Trail Blazers. <laughs> yeah, I would say it. So I, I'm, I'm actually not optimistic about my team, which is weird because I, I was heading into this season. I really thought, but yeah, ultimately, I, I have a lot. I have a lot to say. How much time do we do? We have a couple hours. Do we have a couple hours? <laughs> We got as much time as you need, buddy. Go for it. So my, my thing is, so so they're they're eight and five. Their wins don't look good, and their losses look yeah. really bad. Like that's the yeah, thing with I them. They, they've gotten their teeth kicked in a few times. Um, and then the teams they've beat, like Sacramento twice, and Minnesota, and uh, a reeling Atlanta team last night. That Toronto team they barely beat. Um, I I just. They don't look great. So the record, I don't think, is necessarily indicative of whether or not they're good, right? I agree. Um, I agree. Then you look, McCollum. Same way, same, same way, yeah, same way I think Toronto is not 4-8. and eight. I don't think Portland is 8-5. and five. Yeah, absolutely. Um, CJ McCollum has played um, amazing from a shooting perspective. Like, he's just, I, I think he leads the league in threes. Um, he's, he's great. His percentages are all good. He's been efficient uh, from a um, from a shot selection perspective, um, and I still don't think he's really helping the team win. And and that's terrible. And 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 I'm mm. I'm, I'm I'm sorry to say. And I love C.J. McCollum and and all that. But <laughs> Portland fans are like, no, he's untouchable. You do not trade him. You don't trade him. Hell, you idiots want to trade him for Harden. Look how good McCollum is, right? And I'm like, McCollum is. How, how, answer me this is cj mccollum different than zach levine oh <laughs> like why would you do this to me no, i would it, yes i would say yes <laughs> yes and no yes and no i feel like yes and no. i feel like if you swapped players like if you just swapped them if you just swapped levine and mccollum is Portland better or is Chicago worse? I think it's the same. I think it's probably the same. You're probably right. I think it's the or, same or, team. And, Both ways. I think honestly I think Chicago might be worse. <laughs> it's and it's I it's, think, it's, I think Portland probably but, stays the same. Chicago's but, probably worse. And that's the McCollum is a gunner, right? Um Zach Levine is a gunner. Um, Devin Booker is a gunner. Although Booker is playing a little better, um, a little differently, but he's still ultimately a gunner. Devin Booker is, and and, and this is my problem with McCollum is that McCollum's shot is falling right now. It's not always going to be falling, and McCollum yeah. doesn't do anything other than shoot. And so, when his shot isn't falling, he's still going to shoot the ball twenty times a game. 
and he's still going to not look to pass. He's still going to take contested threes and contested twos early in the shot clock. And we already have another player who does those things, but does a lot more as well in Dame, right? Dame, yeah. Dame does those things to, that eats possessions, but he does them a little more strategically. And when his shot isn't falling, he gets the foul line. And Dame actually secretly plays really good defense, even though nobody notices. Um, there, there's... I, 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 and it sucks because I love CJ and it sounds like I hate him. It does. It sounds like I hate him because of that. <laughs> you, I will say that you've been trying to trade CJ McCollum for like five years. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just want to say with, with his shooting up really high. Now he just sprained his ankle or sprained his foot or something. So he, he might yeah, miss a few okay? games. Oh, um, but I will say, like, he left that game and Portland came back. Like, you know, I, I just don't think the team is worse if you, let's say you move McCollum, right? And let's say you bring in, let's say you brought in, like, Andre Drummond and Isaac Okoro for CJ McCollum or something like that, okay? Um, guys that you don't think of as being as good as CJ McCollum, right? So what happens there is Portland gets deeper at two positions. Portland gets a little more Swiss Army knifeish on the wing. And then Gary Trent shoots the ball 20 times a game instead of CJ McCollum shooting 20 times a game. And I just don't think that that's a net negative. I just don't think that's a bad thing. Um, McCollum takes terrible shots. He just makes them. And, and I don't, I don't <laughs> like that as a sustainable thing for team building. So, uh, so that, that's my thing with McCollum. That's the elephant in the room with Portland. P- panicking is trading CJ McCollum. That's what it is. And whether or not yeah. that's the right thing to do is the question. Uh, about whether or not they should panic. Um, the other thing is Nurk is hurt, but Nurk wasn't playing well. So I, I'm not, yeah. and I love Nurk and I, I hope he heals fast. I hope everything going on in his life is fantastic. I hope he comes back healthy. I hope he's a blazer for life. I love Yusuf Nurkic. Um, but losing him to a broken wrist for uh, at least eight weeks, I think it says, um, he, he was playing very poorly and the team looks a little better with Ennis Cantor in there right now. And this is, um, you know, so add a little more depth to the big. And I actually don't think it hurts them from a, it hurts them from a, what's the ceiling of this team when Nurk is playing great, when CJ's playing great, but it doesn't hurt them as far as how they've looked so far this season, where Nurk is driving, dragging the team down, where CJ McCollum, while he's shooting them into games, he's also shooting them out of games. Uh, you know, I, so, so I, I think they should be exploring CJ McCollum trades. His uh, being on fire, right? Uh, to me, doesn't mean you don't trade McCollum. It means you do. It means you find him because his contract's terrible. So if you, if yeah, you can find is. someone who views it as an asset, then you do it now while he's good. And you try to make a more well-rounded team. That's what you try to do. Because Derek Jones Jr. has been very good for them. Damian Lillard is still Damian Lillard. The bench is playing pretty well. The problems on this team are that Nurk has played bad. They kill too many possessions with McCollum and, and, um, and Carmelo Anthony. And Robert Covington has been a train wreck on offense. Like, he's been good on defense, but he's been a train wreck on offense. So, that Ma- McCollum, for, McCollum for Drummond. Drummond and I would need more than and Drummond. Yeah, I would need like it would have to be like Drummond and Garland or Drummond and Okoro to me because Drummond's on a one year deal. So like you would need an asset. And I think Cleveland might I'd rather do that. Garland. Garland. I want Garland. So <laughs> that actually makes a ton of sense. 
Yeah, I, I I would say for an eight and five team, I wouldn't panic too much because there is um like you said, like hey, it's better than being five and eight, right? Yeah. But win a win is a win. But like you said, the wins haven't looked good. I've not really been impressed all the way around. And they're not fun and to so, watch. They're just kinda ugly to yeah, watch. They look miserable. Year. Like yeah. they look they don't look they look <laughs> they they don't look like there's a flow. It just kinda looks like Dame will just say for like eight minutes, he'll just say, we're not losing this game. And then he'll just go off. And then yeah. CJ will do the same. And then it's just, and then at the end of the game, Melo shows up. He's high. That's yeah. probably not. I'm just making <laughs> no. a joke. And, and Melo's, Melo's up been and, fine. You know, but he's, he's just, fine. Yeah. And just, um, and listen, for a te- if a team's trying to win the conference, Carmelo Anthony's playing too many minutes. <laughs> I, you, need a, you need a better, you need something better there. Yeah. <laughs> at now, that I, spot. I will say with Portland, I will say with Portland, Portland generally in the Lillard era does not play well with expectations, right? Like if, if the team yeah. is expected to be really good, they underperform. If the team is expected to be bad, they overperform. It's just the way Lillard's teams tend to do. And second, they tend to be slow starters. They tend to not start the season off well. So, so eight and five, regardless of how bad they've looked, eight and five is actually probably better than their most recent seasons, including the one where they were the three seed. So, and made the, made the conference I, finals. So after, yeah, it's normally after the all-star break where Portland really hit stride. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and there's reason to think like Covington from a career perspective is a better shooter than what he's done. He's been a train wreck offensively. He, if he gets back to just normal offensive play, um, then he's going to be a very plus player on this team because defensively he's been there. Derek Jones Jr. has been everything we wanted him to be um, defensively, uh, w- which is great. And people crap on Ennis Cantor because he misses defensive assignments, but Ennis Cantor gets offensive rebounds, gets puts be- putbacks, and tries on the other end of the court. So I don't, I don't think Ennis Cantor is a problem on this roster at all. I think he's been a, a plus for them. So there's things that will be better as the season progresses, and I think Portland will play better as the season progresses. We are going to get that month of Lillard time, which is and Lillard's been good, but... Uh, we're going to get a month where he just goes nuclear, um, <laughs> you know, because that happens every season. And, you know, if, if those other pieces around him can, especially Covington, if Covington can just become average offensively, then, then this team has a much higher ceiling, I think. So the answer is no. Don't panic. <laughs> Not really. I, I, I would trade <laughs> CJ McCollum, but I've been saying that for years. So, and, 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 and again, I love CJ. I do. I really love CJ. I really do. But I root for him. I get excited about him. I love CJ. He's a, he seems like a great dude, great player. Uh, I I I would trade him. <laughs> I agree. I would trade CJ McCollum. Um, run. We're running short on time. Uh, the last one I want to talk about. The last section is. I don't want to be flippant about this, but um, I called this one "Silver Linings Playbook." <laughs> um, I think that there's a real mental health thing going on in the league. Yeah. Um, it I, and you know we could get really deep on this if we wanted to talk about like the way that people approach the way that men specifically should approach the mental health, the whole suck it up culture. You know, like you go to work even when it hurts type of a deal. Uh, specifically with what's going on with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of jokes been made. Some on this podcast, we've had our fair share of jokes about Kyrie Irving. Um, but I'm honestly kind of worried about Kyrie Irving. 
Like, he doesn't seem to be in a good place for him. Basketball aside, like, he just doesn't seem like he's in a very good space. And I don't think enough time, we spend enough time considering the humanity of these players. Another person, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns has lost six family members to COVID this year. Yeah, that's just awful. and, And last week, he just tested positive for COVID. Ugh. I really feel like there needs to be a focus on the humanity and the mental health of not just the players, but everybody. Like, this has mm-hmm. been a really terrible year <laughs> like for mm-hmm. everyone, right? Everyone's had to adjust in a hundred different, different ways, and most of us don't make a hundred million dollars, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've been doing it, trying to maintain families and households. Yeah. I remember... Uh, the great American philosopher, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. He said in an interview once, they were asking him about something, and he completely just disregarded the question. I love Marshawn Lynch. He's the best. Oh, God. He just completely disregarded the question and started talking about the guys on the team. And he was like, I see these guys running around doing all this stuff. And he's like, and no one is telling them they need to take care of themselves. They need to take care of their money. They need to take care of their mentals. That's he said it. And he said the greatest line that I've ever heard a professional athlete say, (laughs) take care of your chickens. Take care of your chicken. (laughs) That is the message that I would like to leave all the listening audience, and specifically Carl Anthony Townsend and uh, Kyrie Irving. Take care of your chickens. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel bad for these guys. Um, I think social media has made it worse. Because now there's yep. like this, uh, all, you know, before you could just turn off Stephen A. Smith or Jim Rome back in the day, yep. you know, like, yeah, before that was really your primary source, the local newspaper guy, you know, like those were your primary sources of people just crapping on you for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. Now you have millions of people who have immediate access to tag you on Twitter and tell you. Right. It's something. coming to your phone. If you get an alert. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. not like <laughs> it's not like you could just not pick up the paper that day, right? Or you could not watch Sports Center. Like yeah. now it just comes directly to your phone and you're just like you suck. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's you have to make the choice to not be on social media, which is where everyone is. So like Yeah. It, it, it's a difficult decision that guys have to make and unfortunately that's what they have to do. Like and I know it seems weird that to be like, oh, these poor guys they can't be on social media, but I think that it's bad for all of them. And some of them handle it great and and know how to do it and know how to use it and know how to use it to their benefit. And that's awesome. But I think the bulk of these guys, I think it's a net negative for them. And I think we got to figure out the, the league has to figure out a way to um, help guys navigate this. I mean, look, look at Kevin Durant, like Kevin Durant seems miserable. And I think it's all because of Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah he and i feel like if he deleted his twitter account he'd be a, he'd be 85 percent happier yeah right um you know kai and Kyrie has moved from i'm making fun of him to i'm, I'm just worried about him and i have empathy for him yeah. he's in I, i'm gonna call it the uh the, the britney spears um all-stars you know what i mean the britney it's spears no, it's, it's where at some the point kanye west all-stars yeah. where it's no longer fun to make fun of him yeah, Kanye's in there, you know, but yeah, it, it, anyone who like starts out people, it, I, I'm going to say 
anyone who people make fun of for too long. Yeah. 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 Like at first I they would, do a couple I, weird things. You're like, oh, that's weird. Ha ha ha. And then suddenly, no, no, they need help. Let's. And you this know, needs to be I, I will a, say a, this. A, yeah. I want to say, I want to say this about uh, Kyrie. Um, Jackie McMullen, you know, Jackie McMullen, the writer. I do. She's writer. fantastic. Yeah. She said something this week on a podcast. I forget who it was on Bill Simmons podcast, I think. And she said that when she was in Boston and Kyrie was in Boston, she was talking to Kyrie and Kyrie said something about how he doesn't like really the draft about how he said it just makes it makes it feel like the player, the owners and the, the league owns the players. And she said to Kyrie, they do own you. And huh. I know what she means. I know exactly what she means. But I also want her to understand that Kyrie Irving, when he was in Boston, had a very prominent sports media person tell him that the team own him, owns him. That happened to him in Boston. Yeah, that, that's not that's also just like, not the way anyone should look at it. Yeah. And like, so think put that into the context of how Kyrie treat, treats the media. And specifically how he treated the media in Boston, uh-huh. it makes a little more sense. Yeah. If people are saying stuff like that to him, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, okay, that makes it makes a little more sense why he hates Boston. <laughs> yeah. I get what she means, but that is that is a terrible thing for anyone to say to a player. <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree with that statement wholeheartedly. They don't own you. You work for them. No. They work for you. Exactly. Your boss doesn't own you. Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> quit. Like, you may, you may have some contract issues to work out, but you can quit. Like, you know? Yeah. The, there's like, no ownership. If somebody owns you, you can't quit. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> um, uh, that, when, I, when, I, when she said that this week, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then you go that with the, when Kyrie was in Cleveland, and someone asked him in an interview, uh, what's it, it, does LeBron play like a father figure role in his life? And Kyrie's like, no, what are you talking about? I have a, a father. What are you talking about? That's a horrible question. I was, like, I was like, what are you talking about? I have, a dad, I have one father. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's a terrible yeah. question. What are you someone doing? Someone said that to him, to Kyrie. So you kind of understand why Kyrie hates the media. Or at yeah. least, <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> like I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I genuinely get it. I've 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 not I've not gone completely a complete 180 on Kyrie because I still think there's a lot going on with that kid. Oh, I just want too. him to take yeah. care of himself. Yeah, I I want him to take care of himself, and I want everyone to take care of yourselves in yeah. the league and everyone listening. Yeah, take care. So take care of that chicken, everyone. Take care of your chickens. Take care of your also, chickens, man. Also, Kyrie, if you're listening, the right answer to that question of of that is. I understand why that optic bothers you about the draft. And I, I understand that perspective. It makes sense. Um, the reason the draft is important is to maintain competitive balance. And so that the league continues to make money. That's why that's it. One of these days, one of these days we're going to have to have the, the argument because I, uh, I, I, I kind of believe they should abolish the draft. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Kind we, of. We, I I am ready for that argument because it's something I've never <laughs> thought about. I've always just accepted it, right? So I am ready for someone to change my world. 
in that, right? Because <laughs> to me, it makes sense from a competitive balance perspective. But I'm willing, I'm very willing to hear a counterpoint. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and for me, I don't think it changes anything in the competitive balance. Like, the freaking Kings and the Hornets have been in the lottery for 20 years. What has it changed? <laughs> So I, I guess I would just need detailed explanations for what, um, for what the alternative is. You know what I mean? Like I need, I need, yeah. I need the the PowerPoint, right? The <laughs> Brad is like, yeah, I need, I need to be sold. I need, yeah. I, I need you got, you got to buy, you got to come in, you got to buy me lunch. I need, you got to no, have. The- I just need the plan, right? I need to understand what I, it's like. It's like when Ron Paul says, "End the Fed," right? He says, "End the Fed," right? And go back to the gold standard, and then I say, "Okay, I'm listening." how and he says <laughs> and he says a revolution and i say okay all right i'm with you how and he says freedom and i say i'm gonna read your book and so i read and the fed and at the end i go okay how <laughs> you gotta tell me how we get from a to b i get you and I'm not saying you can't. I'm not even saying you don't have a plan. I'm saying I need the plan in order for me, the way my literal mind works, for me to comprehend it. <laughs> We're out of time. We can talk about this another day because I have a lot of thoughts on yeah on the way the dr- yeah. on, on that yeah. And I've got three more hours of Blazers talk. So. <laughs> So tune in next week for more random economics and mental health discussions. <laughs> That's what people tune in here for. Mental health and econ, economics. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> all right. Dude, that was wonderful. Thank you so much. I enjoyed all your movie puns. I enjoyed them very much. I so. appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> So before we go, let me just mention it really helps us out to go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a nice review. So please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on iTunes, Stitcher, check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at two guys Dwayne and at two guys Brandon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Crafting the track generous. It's that infinite, filling the gap synonyms. Extract minerals, twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful, neighbor sniffer from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme rap and then we dish it. Yo. Your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. That's a sabotage. Nobody move. Yeah. Don't even speak. Ready to ill. Ready to get it. Ready to kill. Ready to ill. Ready to kill. Yeah. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant.